Welcome to the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. Today's guest is Tori Young in the case of the Detective Odendris Doggis. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. I gazed out the window pensively, waiting for the phone to ring. Kodu was rambling, something about training his useless, shedding, snoring mongrel of a hound dog, Conch. I pondered the elusive source of the next payment for our new decay detection drill, not sure the expensive equipment was any more reliable than my mallet, which cost a darn sight less. The more sophisticated tool had been purchased only at Kodit's insistence. I thought to myself, Riley, even I, Detective Dendro, consulting arborist extraordinaire, am not unscathed by the economic downturn. Just then the phone rang, accompanied by an incessant howling at decibels unimaginable. There really was no word for that grunting, yelping, moaning, foghorn cacophony the dog emitted at the most inopportune moments. Coda, did you really need to bring him here today? I asked as I nearly killed myself tripping over Conk while diving for the phone and for any remote possibility of income that this call could represent. Coda beat me to it. Detective Dendro's office, we can do anything for trees. How can I help you? Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Dendro always knows the problem and the cure. No problem, no cure, no charge. Guaranteed, we will be right there. Frantically, I attempted to interrupt Kodit's rambling promises with dramatic facial expressions and gestures, but to no avail. As Kodit turned proudly from the phone, I was forced to get out of my chair, yet again tripping over the lump that was his dog, Conk. Coded, I've told you this over and over. Don't make unreasonable promises to clients, and don't quote a fee until we have defined our assignment and understand the client's expectations. Oh, I understand her expectations. She wants you to save her tree, and she already heard you could do anything with trees, so I just agreed. I figured we needed the work so you could just inspect the tree, tell her what's wrong and how to fix it, and then we get paid. Coded, what species of tree is involved? I asked. Um, I don't know, Coded mumbled, eyes downcast. Have there been any changes around the tree recently? I continued. Uh, I didn't ask that either, Coded confessed, adding a pouting lower lip to his downcast eyes. What is the environment like surrounding the tree? I continued. Coded, now looking distressed, admitted, I I forgot to ask. What signs or symptoms caused her to call? I couldn't resist teaching him the full lesson. Oh, I know that. She saw a grotesque fungus growing on her most valuable old oak. Coded had instantly recovered from his shame. All right, then. Where is this fruiting body located, and what does it look like? Uh, well, I didn't ask for details, but it's ugly. Not to worry, Dendro. I've been training Conk to sniff out fruiting bodies. He's part bloodhound, you know. Now, I know he can do it because he found and ate all the marinated mushrooms at my mother's birthday picnic, right out of the closed cooler. We're not bringing that embarrassing dog to a Detective Dendro arboricultural investigation, I exclaimed emphatically, hoping to regain control of this situation. Well, can we just leave him in the truck? Coded asked with that pensive look of worship and hopefulness that got me to buy the decay detection drill. Weakened, I said... Well, I've no time to debate due to your will-be-right-there commitment. And the three of us went off to fulfill what might prove to be a miracle diagnosis, Conk gleefully howling out the window. As we pulled up, I could see it was a large, sprawling estate with a formal, highly-maintained front landscape. In the rear was a natural woodland filled with many native oaks, 
All appeared healthy and full canopied from a distance. A friendly, elderly face appeared at the door, looking relieved, and the smell of fresh-baked cookies emanated from within the house. "'Good morning, Miss,' I began. "'I'm sorry, my assistant neglected to get your name on the phone.' "'Miss Oakberry, and I'm pleased to meet you. I was given your name with the highest recommendation, and your very pleasant assistant assured me you could save my tree.' "'Well, ma'am, which tree might that be?' I didn't get the impression you were prepared to pay us to inventory and evaluate your forest today. Pay? She asked, clearly alarmed. Your assistant didn't say anything about fees. Coda was suddenly nowhere to be found. Wonderful, I thought. Now we don't know what we're looking for. We brought the stupid dog, and we're not even getting paid. There goes the decay detection drill, and the dog along with it. Thinking quickly, I said, well, no charge for the first tree, ma'am. And where might that tree be? Oh, I'm afraid I don't remember exactly, but it's somewhere past the poison oak and blackberries at the rear, as I recall. Two hours later, after hacking and plunging through the undergrowth to check each of at least a thousand trees, hot, sweaty, bug-afflicted, and scratched from head to toe, no grotesque fungus could be found. Although a rare reaction for me, I began to feel defeated. Cody chose this moment to suggest, Dendro, if you would just let Conk sniff out the fungus, we could be out of here in no time. Fuming, I bellowed, No way! Am I gonna have that flea bag running around this lady's property to do who knows what damage, looking for marinated mushrooms to fuel his never-quenched appetite? Dendro, Conk knows his stuff, and I'll guarantee he'll find the source of Miss Oakberry's concern. If Conk cannot discover the culprit fruiting body in the first five minutes, I promise to return the decay detection drill with no argument. Well, finally a deal I can't pass up, I said. Get the dog and my mallet while you're out there. Fifteen minutes later, Codet returned with the dog, the mallet, and the decay detection drill. It took me a while to wake Conk up. You know what I mean. Yes, I did know how that dog could sleep. And snore. No sooner did Codet release Conk than the dog began that obnoxious, banshee-inspired bellowing and took off up the hill, directly toward a huge, old valley oak, Quercus lobata. There, he immediately focused on one area of the tree. It was well off the ground, I judged, based upon his impressive jumps that demonstrated agility I had never witnessed or imagined. After some minutes of trudging up the hill through the unrelenting undergrowth, we arrived at the base of the tree. Looking up, I saw a bright orange lump of an unfamiliar species protruding from a large pruning cut. It was all over the face of the old wood and at the edges of the newly formed wound wood. There was a noticeable lack of decay at other old pruning cuts, and this particular cut appeared to be well compartmentalized, but I couldn't be sure. Due to its location at the base of a major scaffold limb and the unknown nature of the fungus, more investigation was in order. Cody, why don't you climb up there to inspect it further, and I'll pass you the mallet. Dendro, I think testing with the decay detection drill around that cut would clearly demonstrate whether or not it has decayed beyond the old limb stub. It would also give me a chance to try it out, Cody suggested eagerly. Ah, what the heck. I thought in a moment of uncharacteristic gratitude. We could have trudged around another three hours if not for that dog. Where had that thought come from? It must have been sheer fatigue. All right, Coded, I'm passing it up. He tested several locations adjacent to the pruning cut as well as the main trunk, and I diagrammed each location for future reference. 
The resulting graphs clearly suggested the tree was extremely sound, and the decay from the cut was compartmentalized in a small area behind its face. Coda took several samples of the fruiting body and some surrounding wood, bagged them, and asked if he could submit the samples to the University Extension's DNA testing service for wood decay fungi identification. I agreed. Before departing, I assured Ms. Oakberry that her tree appeared unthreatened, but we were performing additional testing, at no charge, of course, and would get back to her shortly. later, as Conk snored away in his now permanent place on the floor, Coded burst into the office with the long-awaited DNA results. Behind my gleeful expression, I was thinking, maybe Coded found some extremely rare, first-identified new taxon of killer fungus. Maybe it could be named Detective Odendris Dogus, the dog-nose fungus. My spirits rose somewhat until I again tripped over Conk rising from my chair. No decay fungus identified! coated red with alarm in his face. Sample appears to be urethane foam of a type used to fill building voids. What the heck is that about? I screeched so loud that Conk lifted his head for a moment, my face red with embarrassment. I knew I should have taken a look at those samples before he sent them for testing. Apprehension in his eyes, coated confessed, Dendro, I discovered Conk's ability when he ate the marinated mushrooms out of the cooler. I thought he truly had a gift, but I guess he only has an appetite. The cooler was made of urethane. He must have been hoping for more hors d'oeuvres in that oak. Kodit's look of dejection overwhelmed even me. You can send back the decay detection drill and I won't bring Conk to work anymore, he offered contritely. I called the client with the good news and asked if she had any idea how the urethane had gotten there. Well, oh yes, I had completely forgotten this. My neighbor, a self-taught garden guru, insisted a sealant was needed to prevent insect infestation and decay after that limb was pruned. He sprayed something on the pruning cut, I guess. Would you like me to send you some fresh-baked cookies, detective? I sighed as I hung up the phone. Look, Codet, all was not wasted. What did you learn? Well, first, clarify the assignment before ever taking on a project. Then, clearly inform the client of your intended fees and get as much site and tree history as possible during the initial client interview. Record the initial call and interview, including the client's contact information, and never support unreasonable client expectations. That's right. A few hours of our time, a number of lessons learned, a happy outcome for the client, and no more unrealistic expectations of conk. I learned a few things, too, I added. Never make assumptions. Determine the facts first, and also, there is a place for new technology. If we are sure to collect our fees for the next call, we can keep the decay detection drill. Coded still looked dejected in spite of my announcement, saying, I guess I'll take Conk home now. Wait a minute, Coded. Everybody needs a unique ringtone these days, and Conk is ours. Coded grinned as we settled into our chairs and waited for the phone and Conk to ring. Conk snored loudly at my feet and Coded became engrossed in an article on decay detection. Once again, all was right with the world.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Denjo series. You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just use the code DD9823 to complete the quiz. Stay tuned for the next one. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. Mm-hmm.